Shalom, Abidan. I am so glad that you came to me. What brought you to Jerusalem? I know it's a two or three or four day journey for you, Abidan. To buy tools? Abidan. I hope you brought an extra donkey because you will leave with more than you plan to get. I promise you this. You know, Abidan, I heard our new blacksmith. He's making these long spikes. Some call them nails that are way too long to work on a frame or on a door. And I wonder why he's doing this. He says because he can't do it now with metal. He makes these spikes. Check it out when you get there and see if you can do anything with these spikes. I haven't heard of anyone that can use them for something. How we done? How's your family? Tell me. Oh, your son, he's 15. Must be married now. Not? Why not? He wants a donkey? To do what with? He says he wants to go out. I'll be done. Tell him if you walk out the door, you're out. Where out does he want to go? You live in the wilderness, but now you tell me he wants a donkey, not a wife? I don't understand. The children of today don't want to get married and just want to go out. Don't understand this. My deepest sympathies, I'll be done. Deepest sympathy. I'm glad you came. I, I need help a little bit. I'm struggling. I'll be done. Look at all these scrolls. I've got scrolls here. I've got scrolls there. I've got scrolls all over. I'll be done. And, and I do not know what to do with these. I just do not know. You know, firewood is so expensive that I was thinking of using this for fire. What must I do? Oh, you do not know. I forgot. You were in Egypt for a while. Oh, actually for a long time. Abidan, let me tell you what happened. These are the words that I wrote down that God gave me. Yes, God gave me words to write down. I, I was lying in my bed one night and I was sort of falling asleep. The next moment a voice spoke to me and the voice said, Isaiah. And, and, I, and I thought it was my wife calling me, but my wife wouldn't sound like this or someone else. And I, I knew it was something special, someone special. I, I had no idea and I realized it must be God. And God told me, he said, Isaiah, I want you to go and share my words with the king. Abidan, do you know how dangerous that is to go to a king to tell him God's words? And those words were, God said, I'm the host of heaven and earth. Go and share my words. Warn the king. Warn the king. Tell him they need to listen to me, to me as God, and the people need to listen to me because they are unfaithful. Abidan, and I saw King Uzziah. I see, saw King Jotam. I, I saw Kong, King Ayas. I, I, I saw all of these kings. And sometimes they treated me good, and other times they didn't like me because I came, I came time and time again, and I said, this is what God wants you to know. This is what God wants you to hear. We need to listen. And what I mostly had to tell the king was that we are not faithful to God anymore. Mostly I had to tell the king, to tell the people that 
We are the people of God. We are the children of God. And, and we're not doing what God has called us to do. We look like all the other people, all the other nations around us. And God says, I am faithful, but you guys are unfaithful. And I won't tolerate this. And then when the enemies start to show up on our doorstep, then people suddenly say, okay, okay, we will do what God is asking us to do. And then I'll be done, you know. Shortly after, suddenly people start to do their own thing again. It's not God's things they are doing anymore. So I wrote. Tirelessly, I wrote. Because God spoke. I've done, I think it's now been going on for 25 years that God has spoken to me. And I got tired a few times, but I went back and I warned the king and I warned the people. I went onto, onto the plains and I said to them, this is what God wants you to hear. And now I have all these scrolls and I have no idea what to do with it. Who is ever going to read this? I hear there's a new king now in Babylon. I think his name is Nebuchadnezzar. And I hear that he's slowly invading people around him. And I think he's coming for us also. So I'm just going to throw this away, put it in the fire. Who's, who's going to read this? Nobody cares. And then there are all of these strange things that I don't myself really understand. Where is it? I think it's in this one. You know... Yeah, this one. I should have put numbers next to these things that I can find what I'm looking for. Yeah, I think it's this one. Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son and will call him Emmanuel. I went to King Ahaz with these words. The king looked at me as if I'm crazy. And I myself, when God said to me, a virgin was going to have a child, said to myself, but how can this be possible? Up and down, how many children do you now have? I think 15 or 16. I can't remember. And you know how it works. It seems to me God doesn't know how it works. Because how can a virgin have a child? So the king rolled his eyes. Everybody rolled their eyes. And I said, but God told me to write this down. I don't know why it's here. Then there's another one. Doesn't make sense. Doesn't make sense. Here it is. The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in a land of deep darkness, in a deep darkness, my Hebrew is bad. A deep darkness, those walking, let me see. Oh, on those living in a land of deep darkness, a light has dawned. For us a child is born, to us a son is given, the government will be on his shoulders and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the greatness of his government and peace there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time on forever. The zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. I'll be done. When I told the king that one, you must have seen him walking around like this. He was going to have all of those things on his shoulders. He thought he was the son. He's dead. He's dead. 
The king died two weeks after I read that to him. Another one. Doesn't make sense. A shoot will come out of the stump of Jesse. From his roots a branch will bear fruit. The spirit of the Lord will rest on him, the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of the knowledge and the fear of the Lord. He will be a delight in the fear of the Lord. He will not judge by what, by what, he, what he sees with his eyes or decide what he hears with his ears. But with righteousness he will judge the needy, with justice he will give decisions for the poor of the earth. He will strike the earth with the rod of his mouth and with the breath of his lips. He will slay the wicked. The wolf will lie with the lamb. The leopard will lie down with the goat. The calf and the lion and the yearling together. A little child will lead them. In that day, the root of Jesse will stand as a banner for the people. The nations will rally to him. His resting place will be glorious. A lamb, a lion, a goat, a leopard. If God didn't make a lion, I would say I had no idea what a lion is. Because I've never seen a lion lie next to a lamb. That's to him his dinner or his breakfast. And now the God, God tells me to write this down that a lion will lie next to a lamb. And I thought about this for a moment. I thought to myself, how is it possible that a mighty lion can lie next to a lamb and not eat the thing? And I realized it can only happen when the lamb has more authority or power than the lion. But the lion actually is bowing before the lamb. Maybe that is what the Lord wanted us to understand when he gave me these words. But the kings that are ready to look at me as if I've lost my mind. And a few times I thought myself I've lost my mind when I wrote these things down. So you understand. Who's going to read this? Who's going to care for this? Who's going to... I, I sat at my little table and I wrote all of these things and who will ever come and pick it up and start to read these words that I think is okay? Maybe fire. Maybe I should build a fire with it. What do you think? You think I should keep it? Because these are not my words. These are God's words. So you say, this does not belong to me? This belongs to God? What must I do then? Ah, clay pot. Like these. Do you know how expensive clay pots are? Now you want me to go and buy clay pots for all of my scrolls. I probably need some of your money that you have for all your tools to go and buy some clay pots for all of these things. But I will. I now realize, thank you that you came to help me. You came to help me understand, but I can't do with these words what I think should happen with them. I should give them back to God, put them in clay pots, and God will decide if anybody ever is going to read this again or care for this or whatever. Maybe for someone down the road it will make sense, but to me, a lot of these things, I don't understand. But because it is His words, not mine. 
I will keep it. Mary, Mary, I can't get this frame to work. Mary, I need more tools. Yeah, yeah, I know. We always need more tools. Always more tools. I need to figure, how can I make this thing work? Matthew. Shalom, Matthew. I am really so glad to see you, Matthew. You okay? The Romans have not been good to us, have they? Yeah. Yeah, what they've done to my son. But not all the story is bad, Matthew. You, you, you know. You know. You know, and I always wondered what they would do with these long black nail things, but the Romans had an idea, didn't they? Yeah. Matthew, I've heard that you are writing the story of Jesus. And now you come to me and you ask me, I, I, how must I? You spent three years with him, Matthew. You guys were friends. You, you did all of these things together and... Oh, you want to know the beginning of the story? Yeah, let me tell you. Matthew said, let me, let me tell you. I met this beautiful girl. Her name is Mary. My heart started to bounce when I saw... Okay, I will continue. I, I met Mary, and, and she was just the most greatest girl in that little village, just, just there, just outside our village. And, and I fell in love with her, and I think she fell in love with me, and eventually I had the courage to ask her, and we, we got engaged. And then she was living with her family, and I was on my own, and then I received a message, a very disturbing message, that she's pregnant. Matthew, that broke my heart. Really broke my heart, because... I, I loved her so much, but I knew I couldn't stay with her. I couldn't be with her. Because I knew I'd never been close to her. And, and then, then she's been unfaithful. And, and I, I, I decided that I had to break this relationship up. That I just couldn't be with her anymore. And I was really struggling with this. Because I know if I leave her in the wrong way, she can be stoned. So, so I was lying there thinking, what must I do to get out of this relationship, but also save Mary? Because... I don't know. And I was lying in bed that evening and, and I was falling asleep and, and then I, I hear a voice. Actually, I did not only hear a voice. I do not know if it was a dream, but you know with, with Jesus, anything can happen. Uh, but I believe an angel appeared to me. And the angel said to me extremely important things. And, and it was so important that I wrote it down. And I heard that you were writing the story of Jesus. So I actually brought it here because I had no idea when you would arrive. But, but I wrote it. I, I, I have it here. Um, the angel said to me, Joseph, son of David. That's me. Do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife. Because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son and you are to give him the name Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. All of this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through his prophet. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son 
and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. Matthew, a few months ago, we were in the synagogue, and one of the scribes took a scroll and he started to read, and it was from the book of Isaiah. Isaiah wrote that scroll 760 years ago, Matthew. And he read from that same scripture that says, and the virgin will have a child. And the, and, and the scribe just went on. He didn't even say anything about it because we knew that's ah, impossible. How can that be? And then the angel came to me and said, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife because what is happening with her is from God. Matthew, it's not only the words of the angel that really convinced me to listen to God and to hear what he wanted to tell me. The thing that really convinced me also was the fact that it was Isaiah. How could he know 760 years ago that God is going to have my son born in this way? Matthew, that morning, I immediately went to Mary and I said, I will be with you. I will be, you till, be with you through whatever lies ahead of us because God spoke to me. And I had to listen. Matthew, write that down. In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God. And the Word was God. That's how John starts his gospel. John starts his gospel like this to remind us that God has always been speaking with us. Isn't it? When Adam and Eve walked away from God, God could have been silent because they broke his heart. He could have ghosted them. But God did not ghost them. What did God do? He went immediately, called after them. He said, Adam, Eve, where are you? Why are you hiding? Why are you turning away from me? That's when God started to speak. And tonight, God is continually continuing to speak. God spoke in the Old Testament, and what is he saying? He says, I am the God of the universe. I've given you life, space, and your time, and I would like to have a relationship with you. I want you to come back to me, come back to me in the garden. God spoke to us in the New Testament when Jesus came. How louder must God speak than sending his son to this world? So the word became flesh in Christ. For us to know that God says, I'm God. Be faithful. I am faithful. That's all I ask. Be faithful to me because I will be faithful to you. God is not done yet, is He? God is still speaking. But God is also not done yet with what He's said in His Word. And God told us, he said, my son will come, and he came. God says to us, at some point this world, as we, as we know it, will end, and it will. God says to us, you have a life on this earth, and, and please use it to live as my child, because you are my child. It's just you walked away. You are my child. You can't ignore the fact. You just live as if you are not my child. Come to me. And together we will build a kingdom that will last forever.
the Word became flesh because we've got a Word, a God that will never stop speaking to us. And He spoke to us finally through His Son and now through the Holy Spirit. Amen.